with me to 2 Timothy this morning. I want to talk about the infallibility, and that's a word I don't use too often because I ain't smart enough for that. <laughs> the infallibility of the Word of God. What does that mean? Well, let me pray before I start. Father, I thank you, Lord God, for your word this morning. Lord, I know by myself I'm nothing. But today, as the Holy Ghost preaches, God, we'll learn something. In the name of Jesus. I asked Boogie because Boogie knows them big words, you know, and, and he, could, he didn't know. <laughs> Why is he at it? <laughs> I said, I got a word you don't know. <laughs> we kind of we see how, who's smarter than other, each other, so we try to throw them big words around. I remember I went to court one day, and uh, I was getting called for jury duty. And the people were giving excuses why they didn't, uh, why they, they, they couldn't serve on the jury. And the, man, the judge asked me, he said, what's your excuse? I said, well, I don't know a lot of those big words. He said, I don't know them either. <laughs> I said, where am I at? <laughs> and he stuck me on the jury anyhow. He said, I don't know another big word. But anyway, I know what infallible means, amen? It means never failing, always effective, never wrong. <laughs> you want to say that again? Fallible means never failing, always effective, and never wrong. When I say about the infallible word of God, God's word, it has no excuses. It's never wrong. It doesn't apologize. It doesn't have to give an answer. It just says it's true. Come on, somebody. When I accept the infallible word of God, when I accept the word of God as full truth, it, it doesn't have to change because of me. I have to change because of it. So when we learn that God's word is true, men are wrong. I am wrong. My opinions don't matter. Your opinions don't matter. It's God's opinion that matters. Somebody heard that? So when he tells you something in the word of God, you, you can argue with, you all, with him all you want. It's not going to change it. Oh, Lord, you're right. <laughs> That'll preach. Here we're trying to argue with God. We're trying to reason with God. But there's only one reason. And that's God's word. You can't, you, it ain't going to change. So when I look at the word of God and I make a decision, I got to make it based on the word of God. Sad to say, I don't always do it. But when he speaks, it's never wrong. <laughs> Come on, somebody. When he speaks, it's always right. When he speaks, it never changes. He don't have to apologize for what he says. He doesn't have to change it. If men don't like it, then men are wrong. Well, he's trying to make me join a cult. No, that's not what I'm saying. Praise God. You can decide not to obey him. See, God never made robots. <laughs> Come on, somebody. God gave us a free will. Adam and Eve was in the Garden of Eden. And, you know, even then, God gave him a, you, listen, this is the only thing I want you, don't eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The first thing Satan got Adam and Eve to do is to question God. God just don't want you to know. You ever read that in your Bible? He went after God's word. See, if, if Satan can get us to question God's word, he can defeat us. Somebody say amen or out or something. <laughs> God's word is infallible. God's word is, is, it don't have to change. It don't have to apologize. It never fails. 
So as a Christian, I feel the Holy Ghost. When we receive that word, God has given us a sure promise that it'll work. I might not understand it. Sometimes God will bring us through a valley. Sometimes God will allow us to go through a trial. Sometimes even through dry places. And you know what? Sometimes we're questioning God. Listen, Job had to, all the right in the world to question God. Man was sick, man. For nine months, balls all over his body, sitting in the dust. His Christian brothers that are supposed to encourage him just, just discouraged him. You sin, Job. That's why you're getting all that trouble. And necessarily, that's not always the case. God is testing you. God's waiting to see if you're going to do what he says. Somebody said, God's word is always right. <laughs> right. Come on. And you know what? I got to look at that word and I got to say, Ray, I got to say, well, God, it's you or me. <laughs> Who's right? <laughs> it's, it's the preacher or the priest or the rabbi or the, or the religious leaders or, or the denominations. Who's right, God? Them or you? You're right. So that's why I'm finding myself, especially in the times we're living in, having to, 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 to push aside a lot of stuff I'm hearing. Because it don't sound right, Chuggy. I read it in the Bible, and I, I hear men talk. It's a different message. Oh, we're getting new revelations. Oh, God is, God, is, God is showing us a new gospel. There ain't no new gospel. Come on, somebody. When the Jehovah's Witness today, they, the watchtower, that's their gospel. It ain't the Bible. Because you can't even read the Bible without them there to interpret it for you. So that's when men steps in. And they start putting their ideas and their philosophy and their tradition. Remember that incident when Jesus was uh, talking to the Pharisees? And they were talking about the commandments. And Jesus made it one. He said, listen, you deny the commandments of God to keep your own traditions. Some, see, they, they had added to God's word. See, check they added things to it. He says, you know, the Bible says that you're to honor your father and your mother. But Jesus said, you say. It's a gift. Otherwise, we met by the money that you're going you're gonna to give to your mom and dad, you give it to the church. And Jesus said, you, you've denied the very commandment of God to, to, to keep your own tradition. Nothing wrong with giving to the church. But you don't void God's commandment because of your tradition. And that's what was happening in a lot of the church today, this very minute. They start adding things on. Yeah, but the Bible says that, but if you do it for this reason, then it's different. No, it's not different. God's attitude about sin, God's attitude about honoring father and mother, loving husband, whatever, whatever the commandments say, it's never changed. God's attitude is still the same. Now, I want you to get a little picture today of the modern. Listen, and I, I'm not picking on denominations, religions. Look at the different denominations we have today. Because somebody said God's word is not enough. So we're going to add to it. We're going to interpret it ourselves. That's why you got the Baptists. That's why you got the Catholics. That's why you got the Jehovah's Witness. That's why you got the Mormons. Why that's, that's why you got all these different denominations. Because somebody thought they knew better than God. Come on, somebody. Somebody said that God didn't tell us enough, so we got to add to it. I'm going to tell you, that's sin. We got more people confused in the church than we ever had in our whole life. Because we would not stand on the infallible word of God, what God said in this book. Oh, man. Listen, you're only responsible to read what you got in, that, in, in your hand, Yvette. To believe what that word says. Okay. 
It never makes mistakes. <laughs> Come on, somebody. It's never wrong. Never fails. Always effective. That's the word of God. When something don't work, ask yourself, did I do what God said? Listen, I had a point where I had been borrowing money a while back, and God told me not to. I was miserable for three weeks. And you know, I'm going to tell you something. So you're going to tell people to believe me, and you're not, not going to do it? Hypocrite. We're supposed to be standing on God's word. God's promises will never return void. They're there. He made those promises for the purpose of, for you. That you can prosper, and you can make it, and you can do what he says to do. Because he wants to bless you. He's not going to bless you outside of his will. Come on, somebody. Come on. Listen, I know by being a pastor, I can see people going with things and dealing with things, okay? But I know when the ones that are not making it, why they're not. And I'm not being judgmental of that. I can see through the Word of God. I see it through myself. I'm asking God for something, and God says, I'm like I'm talking to the wall. And all of a sudden, God says, well, okay, Lynn, what did you do what I asked you? <laughs> Did you do that? Well, God, I'm, I got situations. I got problems. <laughs> you know, all got them big lines of excuses. But all he's telling you to do, I'm going to bless you. Just believe me. You might not understand it right now, but it's always going to work. I'll tell you right now, me and my wife for years, we've been sowing into the work of God faithfully. For 30-some years. Seriously, I'm not lying. I'm not trying to bolster myself. But I saw its return. I saw it come back. I'm telling you, if some things, listen, that little addition I got under my house, we, we, we didn't have, we, 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 we built it. In three weeks, it was paid off. I had somebody bring me one time, I'm not joking with you, $10,000 in my hand. That's not what I'm telling you to look for, but it's just the idea. We just sold because God said to do it. And we were cheerfully. We didn't argue about it. We didn't, we didn't say, God, well, you get half and I get half. Lord, I got to pay that boat note in that house note, that car note, that whatever note. Uh, you, I'll give you a little bit. No, God says, you give me what's required of me. <laughs> Listen, I'd rather give God 1% with a cheerful heart than 10% without a cheerful heart. That's, the, that's where it matters. <laughs> Jesus talked about the woman that had, man, I feel the presence of God. Two smites. That registered about a half a cent. But she gave everything she had. Well, them big riches, cats were dumping in buckets of money, man. And Jesus only identified with that one widow woman. One, because it didn't bother them, right, to give money. It was coming out of their ears. But this woman took the last thing she had, things she could have bought food with, things she could have... Fed her kids with. She gave it to God. And I'm not asking for your last money. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I'm only telling you a principle. All right. <laughs> I don't talk about much about money here. Seriously, I don't. I depend. But I still believe tithing is, is, is what God wants. I don't believe in my heart the Old Testament form of tithing. 10%. I made it my own decision. It's a principle. Okay. Uh, I could at least give God 10%. All right. Right, it's yeah, at, at least. You see, the Old Testament, it was even more than that. Because it went up, I don't know how much, way more than 10%. I forgot, but it was way over 10%. Because people don't realize that it's all God's anyhow. 
See? Everything you sow into this ministry, everything you sow into this ministry, it's handled right. Me and my wife, she does most of it and does a good job too. I see good things because people have been faithful. But you know what? It's a principle that if you do what is right, God will honor that. Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken over, shall God give into your bosom. That's the scriptures. Come on, somebody. And that's what, that's between you and the Lord, not between you and me. <laughs> Seriously. Because God is the one that you answer to. So the word is very clear. That's the infallible word of God. As you sow, you sow. He that sowed sparefully, is going to reap sparefully. He that sowed bountifully, will reap bountifully. That, that's never changed. So anything you do to obey God, God will bring it in return. Sevenfold. I mean, the Bible says God will bless you. He'll, he'll bless you in the field, bless you going in, bless you going out. Because that's the word of God. That's infallible. God said that, not Laney. <laughs> you can go look for yourself. Don't believe me. Check it out for yourself. God's word is infallible. It's never going to change. Let me read that, that scripture I gave you before I finish preaching. <laughs> I'll read the scripture. <laughs> 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. What is the word of God given for? Okay, listen, why would God allow the Holy Spirit through his prophets, through his disciples, why would he give you the word? Okay? Oh, he wants to make me rich. That's what some preachers will tell you. He wants to make me, he wants to give me uh, uh, millions of dollars. Some preachers tell you, yeah. He says, if you give a thousand, God will pay off all your bills. I wish that was true. <laughs> I've been given a few thousand and I ain't got them all paid off yet. <laughs> It don't mean God's not void. Listen, when you sow the word of God, it comes back. And it's not just money. Okay? I'm, you know, I don't get a lot of money, really. I, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about obeying God. It could be anything. It could be a, a, a rebellious husband against his wife or a rebellious wife against her husband. It's a lot of things. You know, I, I know how to stop. Listen, if, if, if America today... 50% the estimate of divorce is happening in the church. Imagine that. 50% of the divorce rate is happening in the church. Now, I got, I got an answer to that. And the Bible makes it very clear. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. Hear me, church? <laughs> love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. <laughs> Wait, uh, they got another part to it? Yes. Right. <laughs> and see that the husband's <laughs> faith. No, I said the first part. See the wife reverence the husband. Uh, that's what you Yeah, that's. Oh, oh, that's what it was. Okay. You see, you're using me today, bro. <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> it says. All scripture is given by interpretation, inspiration, I'm sorry, of God. It means it comes from God, right? That's what it means? It's, it comes from the inspiration of God. All scripture. These 66 books you got in your hand that make up the Bible are God's word. All right? 
You don't have to find Dr. So-and-so to tell you, Dr. Phil or Ophir or whoever that, how to have a good marriage, a good wife, a good husband, or things that you need to do spiritually, physically. These people lost themselves. It says all inspiration of Scripture comes from God. Who does it come from? Lane? No. <laughs> I'd mess up the first day. <laughs> Does it come from a preacher or a priest or a rabbi or, or some religious leader? No. All scripture comes from, Listen, when I read that, I got to realize that God is speaking directly from his word to me. It's inspired by the Lord. Infallible. It never changes. It's always the same. It don't have to apologize. It never, it never answers for any wrong. So when you read it tonight or whenever you read it, remember God is talking directly to you. And he's speaking directly to you. What is it given for? It says it's profitable for doctrine, for learning, for teaching, to un- for understanding God's ways. That's what, that's what I get out of that. The, 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 the word is given to teach me the ways of God, right? That's the first thing that we got to look at. It has to teach you what God is like, right? See, God has never changed from in the beginning. Till now, he's still the same God. He's the same. He feels the same way about sin. He still feels the same about everything. All right? Now, I'm going to look at something this morning. And I'm going to finish reading the script in a minute. We have two philosophies in this world. We have, in the beginning, God and evolution. All right? Now, evolution tells you you don't really mean nothing. You're just a blob of cells. And really, you don't matter at all. Study that. You're going to see how they perceive life. That's why it's okay to kill a baby in a mama's womb. That's all right to see multitudes die at war. And it don't bother them. They have no conscience. But evolution says, in the beginning, there was nothing. I didn't write that. They say it themselves. Nothing exploded and made everything. God says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So, I got to look at something. How could nothing make everything? Do you know everything right now? The, the chairs you're sitting in, this pulpit, this, this, everything you see around consists of information. And what I mean by that, it took some information, some, some design to prepare that. So, if I take that chair right there and tear it all in pieces and lay it before you, in another, a million years from now, you come back, it's going to still be here. I'll be rotting in the ground because it can't put itself together. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? So, it takes somebody with intelligence and information. That car outside that you're driving, I don't even ever believe that taking a lug nut off and expect that to evolve into an automobile. Well, it got a better chance because at least that's metal on an automobile. They say nothing made it. And I talk about we're supposed to accept one or two of these, these philosophies. Evolution is a philosophy of death. Some has to die for somebody to get better. But the Bible says we have to die to live. We have to be born again. Take on a new creature in Christ. We have to, you see, the whole thing about evolution is to denounce God. 
And they'd rather have you believe in a nothing can make everything. See, a big bang supposed to have made it. Listen, I thought, about, I thought about that. I said, do you know what a biologist is? He's somebody that tests the human body and the cells in the body. And, and he, does, he works with you know, vegetation and different animals. And I can't see a man being a biologist that studies all that information and expect that to come from nothing. I said, How? You are so perfectly and wonderfully made. They, they, they have to put some stupidity like that to try to get God out because they know in the, the your common sense, you, you're not going to follow that junk. Because everything has a designer. And one day God said, in the beginning, God created everything. Everything that you see, every life you see, every, 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 all the information in the world came from, and God said, Evolution says nothing made everything. And I say, the Bible says God in the beginning was, what makes more sense to you? You ever seen nothing make something? Nothing leads to nothing. And then you got some more nothing to nothing. Nothing goes back to nothing. You can't take all that information that it takes to make. And I know I'm finding a little scientific with you, but you can't take all that information and get it from no information. You get what I'm saying? You can't make nothing make everything. And that's what they, they expect us to believe. It's a lie. It's a blatant lie. It's, a, it's, it's, it's mockery against the word of God. I can, I can take everything that God has done. And you got a designer. you got a creator. you got somebody that infinite. His, his word is infallible. I mean, everything that comes out of his mouth. Jesus had to deal with the devil about when he was in the, in the, uh, the mouth of 40 about, about eating bread. You remember that? Make this stone bread, this stone into bread. And Jesus had to quote to the devil, say, men don't live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Listen, you're living by every word out of the mouth of God. You're here today because of the words that came out of the mouth of God. Come on. You're alive today because of what are the words come out of the mouth of God. You ain't come here because of a monkey. <laughs> or a blob of cells in the ocean. And that came from absolutely nothing. I know sometimes we feel like nothing, but it ain't true. <laughs> the Word of God is given for inspiration. For what? To understand God's will. To know what His Word is about. The inspiration is proper for doctrine. For reproof. That's something a lot of people don't like to hear. How dare you tell me I got sin in my life? How dare you tell me I can't do this? How dare you tell me I can't drink and smoke and do all of these things? God has a word that tells you that. He doesn't do that because he hates you. He loves you. I know people are dealing with that, that stuff, some of them. But then they love the God. They're going to heaven, but they're still wrestling with it. Don't denounce it. It's a reproof. God has it in your life because he wants you to be free of it. Because some cases you won't grow spiritually until you do it. It could be pride, it could be lust, it could be anything. Anything you could think that would, would hurt you spiritually could stop your girl right there if you refuse to do anything about it. Reproof is hard. I got reproved in my life. Many times. I got corrected. I've gotten whipped by God, if you want to call it. Because God wanted me in a place where I could fellowship with him. Come on, somebody. God's not going to fellowship with me if I denounce God's holy word, if I denounce his way, there's only one way, and that's, to, that's through the word of God. 
But Brother Lane, you sound like there's nothing else. I mean, I, 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 yeah, nothing else matters. Really. If this is not enough for you, then nothing else is going to work. Come on. Boy, boy, you're making us feel good. <laughs> that's, the, that's, that's the part about being a believer, a Christian. Someone that wants to serve God is going to obey God. Right? I've gotten to the point, I'm going to tell you, I, start, I, I don't want to see television anymore. I'm so sick of what I see. It just sticks in my stomach. Blatant defiant of God's word. That's what it is. A hatred for God. A hatred for the things of holiness. The things that are right. At one time, I, when I was a young boy, you, somebody, you were selling a bra. A lady had a shirt on. You know, you, you, all you saw was her shape, but now they just blatantly stick it out. No, no, listen, that, I, the commercials are as wicked as a, as a TV program. How defiant, man. Want to generate lust. The devil knows how to do it. Some of the most sickening things are, are, are something that should be rated. You know? Hallelujah. Okay. <laughs> it's for reproof. Next word you won't like either. Correction. <laughs> Listen. I had, I'm going to do that again. I want to preach on the Lord as my shepherd. But one of the things that the shepherds did was that if a sheep was rebellious... He had to do a few things. See, you, you can't walk off into a, a pasture that the, the shepherd hadn't ordained or, or set in honor. A, she, a shepherd would gather his sheep together. He'd lead them, right? He'd put them, in, he'd put them in safe places. But if the sheep would go off somewhere, the shepherd had to go back and drag him back. But, you know, he, the shepherd's going to do that so often. So this, this dumb sheep don't want to listen. He's rebellious. I don't want him to breed his rebellion into the other sheep. So I'm going to have to break his leg. And tie him up and let him suffer a little bit. Listen, I've got some broken legs sometimes. Listen, thank God God's mercy healed it. See what I'm saying? But the shepherd would go and break the leg and tie up the sheep to the post and let him. You ever heard a sheep cry? It's like a little baby. Listen, I, oh my God, I've had some agonies, man. Listen, I've had some things. And God had to teach me some stuff through, okay? Then with the same hand, he broke the leg with Yvette. He comes and mends it. <laughs> that shepherd don't love me. He's making me suffer. Suffer, suffer. Then he comes back and he heals that with his, takes his own hands and he mends the leg he broke. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Thank God for his correction. Thank God he loves us. Thank God he stopped us when we could have destroyed our lives and gone in a direction that he, he didn't want us to go. Thank God. We don't like it, but it, it, let me tell you something. When you see the fruit of it and the results of it, you thank him, okay? I can thank God every day I didn't go where I, should have been, where I wanted to go in my life because God's mercy reached out and stopped me. He corrected me. and said, that is sin, Lanny. That ain't right. Come on. That ain't pleasing to me. He said, you're going to do what I say. Or you're not going to be in my sheep fold. If you, treat, you think you can get to heaven somewhere else, you're a thief and a robber, the Bible says. You can't climb through God's 
corral anyway, but through the door. Somebody know that, who that door is? Jesus. So when he corrects you, thank God for it. Because he loves you. A father will always chasing his son when he loves him. I got chasing a few times, and I, I, I listen, it didn't feel good, but man, it brought good fruit. Amen. I'm here today because of God's correction. I'm here today because of what God done in my life. I'm here today because he told me things and shared things and brought me to places where, where I should have been with the Lord. And, you know, Paul was a, was, met Jesus on the road to Damascus. And I told somebody that the other day, you know, and Jesus said, Paul, what, what are you, it's hard to kick against a prick. You know what a prick is? A prick is something that drives the sheep. When they don't want to listen, they'll kick against, I guess it was a stick or some kind of pointed thing. When the sheep didn't want to move, the, the shepherd would <laughs> poke them. And Paul thought he was doing God's word. He thought, and he was kicking against that, and he was destroying the church, trying to destroy the church. And Jesus had to meet him. And, and he only had to correct him. So it's hard for you to kick against that prick. You can kick all you want. But my, I'm going to keep poking. Oh, you ever got poked? Come <laughs> on, somebody. God is correcting you. When you poked, when you're fighting, and kicking against that prick, he'll keep poking. Uh-oh. Let me preach something else, Okay. <laughs> We don't want reproof, we don't want correction, and we don't want God's word a lot of times. It's infallible. It's not gonna change. God's not going to change it because of me. So I just assume go. Go forward. I don't like to get pulled. <laughs> Hallelujah. For instructions in righteousness. Oh, we don't want to talk about that in the church. What does that word mean, righteousness? It means to be pure. It means to be holy. It means to be right in the eyes of God. That's what it means. To be right in the eyes of God. To be right with the Lord. I feel His presence in me. We need to understand. We have to have righteousness. Without righteousness, you will not see God. Without holiness, you will not see God. Well, I don't feel very righteous. Because you know why? It's not your righteousness you got to lean on. It's Jesus. Because <laughs> if, if, if my righteousness, if I start adding my my credits, so what you want to call it, my, my points before you do this is why I'm going to heaven. I'm a preacher, I'm a singer, I'm a I'm a I read my Bible, I do I do a, listen, that ain't that's dirty rags, man. That's filthy rags. I can't get to heaven because I I, I do all these things. I do all these things because I'm going to heaven. <laughs> Come on, somebody. <laughs> I do all these things because I'm I'm a believer, I'm a Christian, I love the Lord. Oh, <laughs> I don't feel like doing him. Well, maybe you don't know him. <laughs> maybe you don't love him. <laughs> Listen, I, I didn't write this. <laughs> Jesus said, this is how I know you love me if you keep my commandments. Is that what the Bible says? Jesus made it very clear that we're not, especially in Paul, we're not to forsake the assembly of ourselves together. We're to come to church. He says, to study, you, study to show yourself approved, rightly dividing the word. What does that mean? You have to study to find out what the word says. I can't do that for you. Don't depend on me. I'm here as a pastor, but I'm here to teach you the word. But you got to go back home, and you got to feed yourself. Come on, somebody. I'm not going to finish this morning. <laughs> this is really too deep. <laughs> we have to learn to feed ourselves. 
We got to go to the trough ourselves. We got to go to the the hay bin, whatever you call it. I mean, you got, we got to go to the to the buffet. You got whatever you want to call it. Praise God. You got to feed yourself. You got to be hungry. I'm hungry right now, Rick. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> well, after all, I won't be that hungry anymore. <laughs> Listen, I'm a chocoholic. Pray for my deliverance, all right? <laughs> I can eat chocolate when I wake up. I can eat chocolate when I go to dinner time. I can eat chocolate when I go to bed. <laughs> I hope. I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, if you tell me how good it tastes, <laughs> and I don't ever try it, how am I going to know? I can tell you everything about God, how good he is, how blessed he is. If you don't ever go try it. Man, I feel like preaching a little bit. Y'all got a minute? <laughs> 5, 10, 15, 20. <laughs> what? Seriously. If I don't ever try it, you can tell my good coffee shade too fair all you want. If I've never tried it. My, 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 my foam coming out of my mouth. My, my stomach's like, if I never eat it. <laughs> it's when you taste it. <laughs> and you say, boy, Ray was right, man. That's Golly, that, that ought to be a sin. Hallelujah. <laughs> Seriously, it's good. But I can tell you all I want. You're making it sound like we're responsible too, brother. Yes, you are. Oh. You better believe you are. I, I can only tell you how good it is. But if you don't try it. How many of you have ever had a good, good, uh, I want to say the word, a good feast in God's word lately? <laughs> this morning I was getting it, man. I, I was re- I, started, I said, man, God, is, His word is forever. It's never wrong. It never fails. <laughs> it always works. I've been serving God for a long time, and I've always been in the dump. There's something wrong somewhere, praise God. I know it works for me. I needed God so many times, the Lord listened to me, and he brought me through. It might not have been in the glorious light that I wanted it to be in, but he brought me through. He took a process where he taught me something. Ali, come on, son. Listen, we want God to do it all. And we'd be like small babies every time we get in trouble. God, please get us out of this. And no, 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 you got yourself in. I'm going to get you out, but I'm going I'm to I'm show you something along the way. Yeah, My Lord, yeah, you're right, Mom. The right about that is that we don't want to do it that way no more. The modern church don't want to do it that way. We don't want to grow one piece at a time. We want, we want God to just take care of everything for us. And we don't have to do anything. What a lazy church. I'm not talking about, I'm talking about the general. What a, how lazy can we get? Listen, God, I'll sit here and you do it all. No, it don't work that way. Sometimes you grow through your trials, right? Yeah. No, most of the time that's where I've grown. When I've been through the trial. Listen, I had a machine. I passed on a machine where a, a man killed him, man. Listen, you don't want to talk about something. I almost, my life was almost destroyed. 
I didn't do it on purpose. He was in the wrong place, right? It backed up on him. He, but that don't matter. I saw his head squashed like a melon, man. You, the, I mean, everything just gushed out. I said to myself, and, and, and this is, I preached to this guy. I, I tried to share Jesus with him. Right? He, he'd go back and he'd mock me to other guys. He'd make fun of what I'd do. And he's in hell today. Now, you want to talk about the devil playing with your mind? And I'm telling my wife's there. My mama too. She saw that. I had to live through some hell, man. But you know what got me through? The people of God. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's why I'll never... If you, if, you, if you have faith in your heart, pray for me. Hallelujah. If you can believe God, pray for me. And when I went through that stuff, I, I'd, I'd, if I had the Lord, I'd probably committed suicide. I'm telling you an honest testimony. That was hard. I had to go through a lot of things. I had to heal, man. Till today, I don't have, they don't bother me anymore. But when I think about where was God, he was there. <laughs> why would God permit something like that? Seriously, why would God permit the man to die? I ain't done nothing wrong. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. I was serving the Lord. But God in his infinite wisdom taught me till where I'm at today. I can carry that testimony because I know now that he has taken care of me. He allowed it for my, my growth. That man made a decision. If that man would have been saved, God would have saved him. He chose to serve Satan. But today, I'm okay. <laughs> I feel it all over. <laughs> I'm okay because of God's grace. And because he promised he'd never leave me or forsake me. Hallelujah. I don't know if that's doing something for you today. My God, I'm here today because of that. Don't ever take for granted God's word. Because if he said it, it's done. My Lord Jesus. My Jesus, thank you, Lord God. For correction, reproof, instructions in righteousness. There's nothing in that book, he, as a believer, that doesn't belong to you. Just because we don't get, get it like the world gets it. I'd rather grow in what I'm doing, dealing with than be able to get closer to God. God loves you this morning. Let me read one more verse to you and I'm, I'm going to close, okay? I got a lot of them. I just can't. There's just something about a testimony of what God is doing that just touches my life. I could be dead today. You could be dead today. You could, be, you could be burning forever. But don't take for granted. That's what we do in this Christian. We take for granted. I'm here now. God loves me. That's all great and that's true. But don't take, take for granted why it had to get you to be here. What, what, what God had to do to bring you to a place where you can be comfortable and, 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 and secure in, in the Lord. Trials are not evil. Trials are needed. Tests are needed. The Bible says it's impossible by the tribulation will not come, but woe to them by whom they come. The devil will come against you, but he's going to get the judgment, not you. You just believe what God says. It's going to happen. You can look for it. There's a trial coming in your life, Ray. There's something that you're going to have to deal with, brother, that you're going to, and I'm just using you. <laughs> you're going to have to let God come in and fix it. And it might not happen in one hour. It might not be a day. It might take months or years. 
Well, God has to put that thing into place because he promised it. He'll never leave us or forsake us. The greatest thing that God has for you, not, not, not you know, the salvation is the greatest, but to watch you grow, to watch you grow. Now, the information I gave you this morning, let me share something with you. What if someone was going to a college or a school and he's given his money, his whole life, to learn something. And he sits in a in class and, and, the, and the professor says, well, you know what? I mean, I have, I have no information for you. I have no, nothing to tell you. You just got to go out and do it. Now, you, you stop a minute and think about that a minute. Listen to me. If you're sitting in a classroom to go learn something, and the professor says, I don't have no knowledge, or I don't have no, no information to give you. You just, when you leave here, you just get it. How stupid. You, you just go do it. I don't, I don't know, I, don't, I can't tell you what to do. I don't know what to tell you. Just go do it. That makes sense to you? And the reason why I'm saying the Lord brought that to my mind, when I was talking about that evolution, uh, creation stuff a while ago, I said, that's exactly what the world is telling you today. Nothing made everything. So nothing can explain everything. So if you're coming to here to learn to be a doctor, then don't worry about having nothing because nothing's going to make something. Listen, that's what they're telling our children in the school to believe. Nothing is going to solve it. <laughs> I got news for you. Nothing is leaving. One old boy said, you know what? I started with nothing. I got most of it left. <laughs> Come on. Don't look to the world. It has nothing. I know we got to work in the world, make our money. That's, 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 that's okay. That's scripture. Man, no work you should eat. We, we deal with technology. stuff. But when you come down to putting your faith in what a man says as an answer, remember, they, let, they started with nothing, then they're going to have nothing. Man tells you there's no God. That's a fool. Because remember, he said nothing made everything. How can nothing made everything? You, you, you cursing me because I believe in a God? And you believe in nothing. <laughs> I'm saying is that when we talk about knowledge, wisdom, correction, reproof, all of this stuff God gives is to bring you to a closer walk with him. How many believe that? So listen, don't be discouraged. And we all get discouraged, don't we? I ain't got it all together. But it's time to be going through this, this, this test and this trial, and you feel alone. You feel like, where's God? Amen. I want to sing again, okay? <laughs> it's all right, y'all? <laughs> and I'm actually going to close your book, the Bible, for a minute. When it doesn't make sense, what are you to do? Huh? I want you to listen to this song real quick. God's a good God, amen. Lord, you seem so far away, a million miles or more it feels today. 
Though I haven't lost my faith, must confess right now, it's hard for me to pray. Because I don't know what to say, and I don't know where to start. As you give the grace with all that's in my heart, I will sing, I will praise, even in my darkest hours. Through the sorrows and the pain, I will sing, I will praise, lift my hands to honor you, because your word is true, I will sing. My Lord, come on somebody. Going through some tough times, praise God, remember, sing. Lord, it's hard for me to see all the thoughts and plans you have for me. I'll put my trust in you, knowing that you died to set me free. Because I don't know what to say, and I don't know where to start. As you give the grace with all that's in my heart, I will sing, I will praise. Even in my darkest hours, through the sorrows and the pain, I will sing, I will praise. Lift my hands to honor you, because your word is true, I will sing. I will sing. I will praise even in my darkest hour through the sorrows and the pain. I will sing, I will praise, lift my hands to honor you because your word is true. I will sing. My Lord God, hallelujah. Amen. Amen. God is good. Amen. Hallelujah. God is good. Uh, just stand up a minute. Main thing for this this morning, and for this ministry, is to help you grow, okay? Listen, I don't want you to come to me in 10 years and say, I don't understand. From the first day I got it, I'm still the same. <laughs> no, you can't be. <laughs> if you're a Christian today... You have to learn. You have to grow. You have to understand why God does what he does and permits why he permits and why his word is true. Amen? I've grown today because of what I went through. I've gone, grown today. Listen, we've seen some stuff when, when Boog's a little baby. Man, he died. As a baby. Talk about a hard time, man. Watching him die. I remember one time I was, Jansen called, he was in the hospital. And I remember that so well. She was, she was, discouraged and the church says he ain't gonna make it <laughs> and I tell you brother I got in my car and I cursed Satan the most I've ever rebuked him something in my life and the spirit of God was on me and I was driving all the way to Lafayette and I'm gonna tell you right now this is a true story she'll tell you that when I got in that room I could feel something leave <laughs> because I had gotten so angry at the devil <laughs> and what he was doing to my son 
And you know what? God and Alex Jensen, he started perking up. Now look, he's back there today. Because of her, the faith of his mama, believing God, myself. Should be dead. We were planning a funeral. <laughs> now he's out here teaching the Bible to you. <laughs> you stop and think about what God does. Victory in the Lord. God is a good God. Come on, somebody. Don't tell me he doesn't know what he's doing. It costs our faith to be tested to see him stand up in the back there today or up here when he's teaching. Mad Isaac is a boy. Man, he was turning blue, died. I mean, devil was attacking my children. We had to, we had to bring him to the doctor. He, I didn't know what to do. Just stimulate him or something. They had to put him on caffeine and all kind of stuff. Look at that big boy today. <laughs> Lena used to get convulsions. I remember a preacher coming to my house. Praying over her. You, you talk about a scary to have a child get eyes turning back. I mean, tongue swallowing. Listen, the man of God prayed for her. Never caught another one ever in her life. Now she's 30, what, 38, 39. Never caught another one, y'all. God is good. And we had to go through a lot of trials, our children getting sick, and God healed every one of them. Now, sometimes it doesn't happen. It doesn't mean you have, you not have faith. Just a time and a season for everything. God has a time and a season for everything. He's teaching us something. But I'm telling you from me and Janice's testimony, what God has done in my family. He's a good God, Ray. And there's no other God I'd rather serve because he brings peace. I, you know, I think about other religions that, you know, like, like the people, the Catholic Church has the statues. And I said, you go hug that statue when you need comfort and see what it'll do for you. It's cold, dead. But you go to the Holy Ghost, <laughs> go to Jesus and let him hug on you. <laughs> let him comfort you. Totally different, bro. Jesus went, the scriptures are very clear. There's no life in them. They can't breathe nor eat or drink. But yet people turn to an image, a false hope, before they turn to the living God. Amen. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for tonight or this morning. <laughs> Hallelujah. I ask you, God, that we could remember your word, your infallible word that's never wrong, that we could trust it and receive it, Father God. As we learn, Father God, I've got so much to learn, Father. Sometimes I feel like a child, Lord God, still learning. God, help us to understand. Teach us to love you. In Jesus' name.